Welcome to the ESG Weekly. I'm your not normal host today, Matt Muscardi. Mike DeCebedo, your normal host, is otherwise engaged. So I'm filling in this week, and we're going to roll back with Mike next week. This week is the week of April 15th, and there are two stories worth talking about here. And they're sort of accidentally related. And for this week, I brought in Bentley Kaplan, our senior ESG analyst in Cape Town. And you might remember him from such podcasts as our corruption episode or our Halloween episode. He's been on a few, so check them out. Also joining us, Naomi English. Naomi is one of our heads of product development. She's not been on the podcast before. But most important, she's full of excellent hot takes. So our two stories today. First, Amazon employees are banding together to force the company to focus on climate change and disclose their efforts. And they're doing it as shareholders. And second, Jack Ma says it's a blessing his employees get to work long hours. And JDE.com's Richard Liu actually agrees. Are they poking a sleeping giant in tech workers? All this on the record. Let's get at it. Okay, so two stories so far this week. Let's start with Amazon because Amazon is Amazon. Um, And I'll just read the headline. Amazon employees try a new form of activism as shareholders. So basically they're, they're taking Amazon, the company, to task. The employees are taking the company to task on climate change. Thoughts, reactions, questions, what do we think? I, I like that. Um, I like that idea. <laughs> That's it. I just like it. Uh, I like it, in in principle, um, be, because you know it's uh, employees maybe inside Amazon don't have much influence up the chain, but then you know by by using shares as as a pressure point, they're kind of circumventing that and like you know leapfrogging over management to to be a shareholder, telling the company what to do, um, which kind of reminds me of of a. Um, employees, you know, invested in a pension fund and the pension fund then putting pressure on the company those employees work for. Um, but it, it kind of it gets, loses steam if the shareholders aren't having much influence on, you know, the board or the CEO anyway. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's really interesting to see the combination of the shareholder activism, which we've seen growing in the past few years around environmental, social governance uh, concerns through um, Resolutions, but then to combine it with these are also employees in a sector where, you know, in the tech sector where I think you tend to see that they're trying to achieve high levels of employee satisfaction in order to attract top talent. And so I wonder how the combination of those two will result and and what kind of impact that will have. So far, it seems like the board has kind of dismissed it and said that. Um, they, they're already committed to disclosing their carbon emissions. Therefore, they don't need to think about other plans to tackle climate change. Um, so it's a bit dismissive. But how will that, you know, how that impact employees? And is there a concern that that backfires in terms of productivity and um, employee engagement and, and other aspects? So, so wait. Do you think that workers across the company, even like the group who's sort of now like the gig economy workers in Amazon Flex, do you think they all start pushing as shareholder activists? I think it's a, it's a new new wave of, of unions. 
right? It's a new form of collective bargaining, like you're saying, but a very different type of client um, employee and a um, very smart way of doing it. But we'll see if it actually leads to anything and if the board is willing to nudge. I think I think where it um, where, where you the, the spin comes unstuck is um, with what happened when Lyft IPO'd because they were talking about you know they their drivers or contractors and they were talking about you know rewarding them and aligning them with the company and and you know talk about them as partners, not their drivers. Um, but because of, an, I think, an SEC rule about contractors, you can't award contractors stock options. So they actually couldn't give them company shares. They had to give them cash and then hope that employees would then buy company shares. And I suppose when you see something like this happening with Amazon, as an employee there, I'm thinking, I don't know if I want to buy company shares. Um, just an interesting, yeah, uh, where, that, where that kind of that uh, argument falls apart. So as of now, more than 6,000 Amazon employees have piled on to the climate change activism effort. And side note here, Amazon's last ESG rating stands at double B, which is in the bottom half of its peers. And we actually flagged labor as a problem for the company. And we wrote that minimum wage increases were viewed as marketing by warehouse workers and strikes continue to be a problem in markets like Germany, Spain and Italy. So let's go to the second story today. This one seems to be getting a lot of play too. It actually kind of relates to Amazon by proxy. but So Jack Ma, in a speech, actually talked about the, quote, blessing of 996, which is the privilege employees have to work from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. six days a week. Reactions. Is it, are we actually, so this like struck me immediately, like, are we moving to a permanent 24-hour workforce and spinning it as a blessing? Yeah, and I think I have heard similar views, you know, from companies like Amazon going going back there that, you know, the view of that kind of constant 24-7 customer service and people being pushed to, to like, check emails all night. And if you don't respond within two hours, and I think, you know, um, that's mentioned in the article that, um, was it Jack Ma or Mr. Liu would set his alarm to wake up every two hours yeah. so that they could offer customer service. But you're right. It's, it's again, spinning it like this is a blessing. This is a good thing to have the privilege of being able to work this many hours. Um, but it just doesn't seem sustainable long term. So this does make me think of, I, I mean, maybe because I'm partial to banks, but it does make me think of, Lloyd Blankfein's quote from after the financial crisis when he said Goldman Sachs was doing the Lord's work. Uh, and and this was like when Goldman was being investigated for like a dozen things. It's sort of like reframing pain as virtue. It has this really weird condescending tone to it. Like when I tell my kids that you get what you get and you don't get upset. I don't know if you tell your kids that, but... Uh, so maybe employees in, in China can't do anything about this, so it doesn't really affect Alibaba or JD.com employees. But didn't this just basically create a, a, a like a whole meme for employees to organize or unionize? I'll tell you what did work very well is is the is the branding. So I mean, I told I told my wife about this, and she took the story into a 
uh, a lab at a, in a biology department on campus, and she couldn't remember anything that I'd said, but she remembered 996, and then she could work <laughs> it back and figure out what the story was about. Um, so I think that, that's just, and I think there's a, there's a uh, site called GitHub, which I think is uh, basically software developers like chat forum. And they have now started um, ranking 996 and 955 companies. Um, so I think that's what uh, what initially sparked this, this mention of Alibaba was that it was one of the I think the worst uh, 996 companies on the list. So it is this, it's a similar question about Amazon. It's these sophisticated employees, highly skilled ones, who are starting to foment. Um, and whether that's going to be rebellion or not, will, well, I suppose time will tell. I don't know, man. It. Uh, it seems like dangerous territory for a sector full of employees who are like more and more talking about unionizing. It's like one Freudian slip that could start a long ride into labor disputes, at, at least until, you know, the employees who are demanding unions are actually displaced by the AI that they're probably coding right now. Worth mentioning here, Jack Ma's company, Alibaba, has a double B rating, mostly on the back of governance issues related to its VIE structure. JD.com also mentioned has a triple C rating. That's our bottom rating. And it's for both governance issues and labor issues. So both companies to watch as this unfolds. Those were our two stories for the week of April 15th. It's a short week for the Easter holiday in a lot of places, so if you're not working a 996 job, enjoy the break if you get one. I have kids, so that's not an option. I want to thank Naomi and Bentley for joining me, and I want to thank Mike for being otherwise indisposed, so I got to talk to Naomi and Bentley by myself. I also want to thank you for listening, because seriously, we love the feedback that we're getting. Go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, wherever you're listening. Give us feedback, rate us, subscribe, listen more. We've gotten some awesome feedback and story ideas from our listeners. So reach out. I'm Matt Muscardi, your host for this week. Tune in next week. Mike will be back, and we'll bring you a few more stories with an ESG lens. So there's this thing called collective bargaining. You know what a union is? Well, I've heard of bargaining, and I've... What's a bargain? A bargain is like this, this like trick word, like you're forcing somebody to do what they want. So I'll give you an example. Said like a bargain would be if you do, I'll make you a bargain. If you do, if you do all your chores, I'll give you ice cream. Yum! Can I do that? No, that's an example of a bargain. Oh, make a lot of sense. (laughs) The MSCI ESG Research Podcast is provided by MSCI Inc.'s subsidiary, MSCI ESG Research LLC, a registered investment advisor under the Investment Advisors Act of 1940. And this recording and data mentioned herein has not been submitted to nor received approval from the United States Securities and Exchange Commission or any other regulatory body. The analysis discussed should not be taken as an indication or guarantee of any future performance, analysis, forecast, or prediction. The information contained in this recording is not for reproduction in whole or in part without prior written permission from MSCI ESG Research. 
None of the discussion or analysis put forth in this recording constitutes an offer to buy or sell or a promotion or recommendation of any security, financial instrument, or product or trading strategy. Further, none of the information is intended to constitute investment advice or recommendation to make or refrain from making any kind of investment decision and may not be relied on as such. The information provided here is as is, and the user of the information assumes the entire risk of any use it may make or permit to be made of the information. Thank you.